And with that, I invite all of you to stand as you are able as we come to God's Word. Could I borrow God's Word, by the way? Could I grab a Bible right there from you? Thank you. So if you've been a part of Living Waters, you know we, we teach in sermon. Oh, yes, before we do that, thank you. Um, for any preschool kids connect, this is that time that we release them to the hounds. So uh, you can go back to the back corner. This is where they get to learn and uh, play and uh, know more about Jesus. We also know families, uh, sometimes during this time, if you have little ones and they're a little active, we love the sounds of kiddos here. But we also have a nursery, so if at some point you're saying, you know what, <laughs> it's time for us to be able to focus, you certainly can, otherwise we love their noises. I know as a parent myself, when my kids are making noises, I'm like, <clears throat> but everyone else is saying, wow, what a gift. When the sanctuary is alive with the sound of children, that is such a gift. Well, today we are diving into the Old Testament, and this is in 1 Samuel. It's in page 227 in your pew Bible if you want to follow along, or you can follow along in the screen as well. Now, we are looking at the life of King David, and there is a, there is a key part that's going on here, and it's a beautiful one. So I want to, uh, let's, let's focus on this time that... Uh, that God is choosing David. And I want you to know that sometimes it's so easy to hear what the world tells us. Sometimes it's so easy to just be broken down. Um, But today, I want you to, to hear this, that maybe God's calling you as God called you, as God called David thousands of years ago. So hear how the God, how our God chooses us. The Lord said to Samuel, the prophet, How long will you grieve over Saul? I have rejected him from being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and set out. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears of it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you What you shall do, and you shall anoint for me the one who I name to you. Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him trembling and said, Do you come peaceably? He said, Peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he looked on Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is now before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord does not see as mortals see. They look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Then Jesse called his oldest, Abinadab, and made him pass before Samuel. He said, He said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by, and he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. Samuel said to Jesse, are all of your sons here? And he said, well, there remains yet the youngest, but he's keeping the sheep. 
Send and bring him, Samuel said, for we will not sit down until he comes here. He sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy, had beautiful eyes, and was handsome. The Lord said, Rise and anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So I'm here, and I don't want to brag or anything, but uh, I'm about to. You probably didn't know this, but I have an announcement to make. I, you're looking at, Mr. West Fargo International. Yeah, I know, right? Crazy. I mean, it's a title I just made up. (laughs) Kind of. Because the honor wasn't given to me, I actually um, am married to someone who is now Mrs. West Fargo International. There she is up on the screen, and there she sits like cowering right now. So for this title, I know I'm not wearing a crown or anything, but as Mr. West Fargo, I'm, I'm feeling it. Now, you know what I did for this honor? Nothing. No, absolutely nothing. I just happened to be married to the one who got honored. And now I get to claim it myself. You know what's been really fun, though? As she's, uh, she's become this, now she's been meeting with people because Kayla has the opportunity in a couple months to become Mrs. North Dakota if they select her at this pageant. So kind of a big deal, and she's been preparing for this. She's been looking at outfits, and as she's been meeting with people, they've been preparing her for that time. So at the the pageant, she'll have these interviews, and so they're helping her interview. They're helping her walk, and she's shown me at home, so I've been trying it. Is that, is that how, no. (laughs) They've been I think they've been practice, helping her practice the wave. And so when I've been, instead of high-fiving for the next week, I'm just going to be waving to your kiddos. I'm not. <laughs> but it's been fun to really see that because Keila has so many gifts and they've been helping her um, fine-tune those to be able to make the very best presentation for herself during this upcoming pageant. It's a beauty pageant. It's one that uh, she'll be ready for, but she's passionate about her cause, and they're helping her um, articulate it, that in the best way. And it's, it's such a gift to be a part of that. Again, I did nothing. <laughs> I just happened to be united with her, and, and that's a blessing for me. Now, you may have missed it, but in the scripture for today, It's a beauty pageant, and it's for something so much greater than Mrs. West Fargo or Mrs. North Dakota or Mr. West Fargo International. No, it's something bigger. It's for the King of Israel. 
And to get us in the mode of what's happening between the prophet Samuel and Jesse and all the pageant participants that are lined up, they're doing their march across to maybe show off for the prophet, I want us to get in that mode. So we're going to watch um, a scene from the Miss Universe pageant from just a couple years ago. So let's watch that. Look at her, they're putting on the new sash. Oh yeah, she's not just Miss Columbia anymore. Miss Universe now. Get the hug, that's awesome. Flowers. And here, of course, here it comes. The crown. Yes. This is what's happening. So King Saul, the, the God's people, had said, we need a king. We need to keep up with the Joneses who are other countries around us. They have kings. God, we need one. So God said, okay, you're asking for it, so I'll give you him. And his name was Saul. Now Saul, as we discovered last week, was someone who just looked the part of a king. And yet something inside just wasn't right. And he makes this key, huge mistake. He trusts in himself and not God. And so God says, I'm rejecting him. He'll no longer be king. But now God has an announcement. God says, we're going to reject that king. I love him still. But now is the time we're going to choose a new king. And so it's a beauty pageant. He says, go to Bethlehem. Maybe you've heard of this town. Bethlehem? This is hundreds of years before the time of Jesus. And so Samuel goes to this backwater little village. And from that, he meets Jesse. And Jesse has these sons. And these sons must be a lot like Saul, actually. They look the part. The oldest, Eliab, um, he does his runway thing in front of Samuel. How am I doing, babe? Is the march getting better? I actually marched down the hall like this in, at home. Yeah, it's really good. She shakes her head then too. But Eliab does his march in front. And the Lord says he's about to choose the son. And here's something that's so comforting to me. So Samuel, he's a prophet of God. His, his role is to listen to God. His whole mission is not only to listen to God, now to speak to people. He's heard now, God is going to choose from these sons. And when he sees Eliab, he's like, oh man, this is what he says. As he sees the first participant, let's look at that scripture, if you can bring that up. He says, surely, surely the Lord's anointed, the king, the new one, is now before the Lord. So this this helps me. 
Because his whole goal, his whole life has been set up to listen for God and speak for God. And Samuel, when he sees Eliab, he sees how amazing this man looks, how tall he is, how he just strikes the figure of what must be the king, must be the one that God's going to choose. And you know what's comforting to me? Samuel's wrong. A prophet of God, the one whose whole mission, whole life is dedicated to listening to God and speaking for God, he messes up. That's comforting to me. Because I don't know about you, but in my life, I really want to hear God. I try to. I try to, to lead a life that, that God has in store for me. And it helps me to know that other people whose whole life, even more qualified than I ever could be, make mistakes. It's so easy to look around us and say, you know what? That this is the way it must be. It just looks the part. And so it, it must be. And God might have a different path. Because remember, I just showed you the first part of that crowning of Miss Universe 2015, Miss Columbia. Let's watch the next few moments after this. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Look at Miss Philippines. She was the runner up, but now she's learning something new. Crazy. Crazy. Still seeing it again. I'm like, wow. Can you imagine what Miss Columbia felt like? For four minutes, she was Miss Universe. Four minutes. But it had been a mistake. God is saying the same thing about Saul. He was the king. That's been a mistake. Now he's choosing the next one. And it's not any of that looked the part. And this also is the second step in what gives me comfort and maybe should give you the comfort too. Because sometimes it's awfully easy to see others in our lives, isn't it? And to see they look the part. Oh man, they, they seem blessed in ways that I can only imagine. Financially or in a job or, you know, you're seeing, you're seeing what they have as neighbors and you're like, wow, I, I only wish I could have that. But looking the part is not actually what God is hoping for. No, God looks on something much different when he chooses and calls us. And here's what it is. Let's see how, what God's beauty pageant is about. So after all of the seven have come there, there still is not a king. The Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature because I have rejected him 
For the Lord does not see as you and I see. We look on the outward appearance. But the Lord looks on the, Lord looks on the heart. Now, today, I don't know about you, but there's so many times in my life that I'm like, it felt like I was coronated. It felt like God had, had blessed me in a specific way. And then it almost feels like it's ripped away all of a sudden. That it was going really well and then it's not. Just like, just like that queen who got the crown just ripped away from her. How does God act and move? And I have to be honest, in those times that I feel the opposite of blessed, did I, is it a consequence of something I did? And here's something crazier. If God truly looks on the heart, and that's how he judges you and me, that can be scary. Because sometimes I choose with a heart that isn't entirely beautiful. I make huge mistakes. I think so do you at times. Look at what God looks at. If we're looking at the heart, let's look. I want to show you. Here's a healthy heart on the left. Look at the one on the right, an unhealthy one. Look at the vast difference. Now, as I look out for all of us, I can't tell who has healthy hearts or not. Right? If you dress the part, if you combed your hair just the right way, nice. I'm jealous. But it has nothing to do with our outward appearance. God can see inwardly, not to our physical heart, but God can see something much deeper. And this is what causes me to pause. Sometimes my heart feels like the one on the right. So then what? Is God just going to rip away the blessings? God is going to rip away the, the promise that he's given for you and for me? Or is there something deeper going on? Here's the truth. You and I, all of us, our hearts are just like that one on the right all too often. And the gift is that God actually decided, you know what? I'm going to choose the one whose heart is beautiful and the one that he saw is someone that no one else would have regarded. And it's crazy. Jesse, his own dad, said this young pipsqueak of a son, the youngest one, he's not even worth coming to show Samuel because his older brothers all will be much better. His own dad looked on him and said, no, it's not David for sure. But God still said, no, no, no. He's the one. Now, you and I make mistakes. And as we'll discover in the coming weeks, come back because we're going to look at David's life. And David, much like Saul, is so, so very flawed. But here's the gift. God still claims him and chooses him. God still claims and chooses you and me too. And God decided, he's like, you know what? I know everyone's heart is good and, and sometimes ugly. So I am going to make a new king. And yes, he anoints David, but God sent from his own descendants someone. He sent him in that same town called Bethlehem and his name is 
Yes! A few of you said it confidently, and some of you also nodded. His name is Jesus. And his heart is for you and for the world. His heart is for little Tinley. And his heart is unmatched in its beauty. And the gift is, you know what? Just like me, I didn't earn that Mr. West Fargo at all. But I happen to be united with her. That's the same thing with you and me with Jesus. We don't earn it at all. We make mistakes, huge ones. And God says, because of Jesus, I'm going to make your heart like his. Beautiful. One that, this is crazy, that can go out and show others the beauty of God. And so now you and I get to do that. How do we do that? Well, isn't it crazy? In my life, I've had the most beautiful, amazing moments. The ones where I felt so blessed by God. And almost the entire time, these moments of pure forgiveness or of grace, they didn't come from people who looked the part. Not at all. They came in all shapes and sizes, all ages. And in those pure moments in my life, God was revealed. God's beauty was shown. You and I get to do the same, to show people who the real king is. So today, let's go out from here, one at a time, to really show people the true gift, the true beauty of God. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for the gift of these people that you love so much. God, there's so many times in our lives it, we feel like we just don't look the part of who you've created us to be. There's so many times we fail you and others, and it's so easy to feel like we're just the runner-up. Or if you did crown us, that maybe you yanked it away. But God, you show us something so different that you choose us because of the beauty of your heart. So God, help us as your children, forgiven, imperfect, flawed, to go out and to love this world and to show them your beauty, your love. And all God's people said, Amen.